Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Dell Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today is Tell Dell. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, with us today is Leo Lohm out of San Antonio. Uh, Leo is a longtime corporate America employee, along with his wife, Miriam, who uh, is also a corporate America employee, who somewhere along the line decided that they wanted to get out. And so they started looking around for opportunities and found Lifestyles Unlimited. And now they own uh, four apartment complexes and one house. They used to have two, but they sold one. So it's a great story here today. And some of the nuances of the story, I think, are really interesting. So let's welcome with us today, Leon Lohm. Leon, Leo, welcome to the show. Good morning, Dow. Thanks for having me. What age did you ever realize you you had some entrepreneurial spirit in you? I mean, you went the route of getting a college degree and, you know, getting a job. What was the first inkling you ever had that you could go out there and be an entrepreneur? Well, actually, when I was 12, I was through papers, and I was able to grow the route quite a bit. And so it was something that, you know, I've done before when I was younger. But, you know, you fall into that corporate rut, and you keep thinking that this is the only way that you can make a living. And... You know, it was great to find a means to not have to do that anymore. Well, what was the stimulus for you to start looking? I mean, you got successful family. You and the wife both successful financially, had good jobs. What stimulated you to start looking for something different? Well, what happened was, yeah, what happened is is that um, my wife is a pharmacist and her supervisor, um, you know, she started talking that she started saying that she was going to retire. And my wife kind of blew that off as just being work pressure and stuff like that. And she kept telling her, now I'm getting ready to retire. I just have to figure out the right moment. And she did that for about six months, and suddenly she retired. And they kept in touch. And a couple of months later, they were having breakfast together. And my wife was like, what did you do to your 401K? What did you invest in? How did you do that? And she was like, no, that's not really how you do it. Let me tell you about this organization. And why don't you go to the meeting? And you figure it out for yourself to see if this is right for you. And we went, and we couldn't. We joined like immediately. So, what caught your attention? Um, I assume if you went and and then you said you joined, did you go to a free workshop or did you go to a case study? Which did you go to? We went to the we went to the case study, and at the case study, I decided that I would sign up to do the two day uh, course. My wife was not able to go the first month uh, with me. And so I went the first day, and, man, I got so excited. I thought, you know, we can do houses. This is going to be easy. And just, you know, came home, and I brain-dumped on her after she had a full day of work. And, um, you know, the next day I came in, and I found out about multifamily. And that was even more exciting. And I came home, and I brain-dumped again. And I said, you have to go next month. <laughs> and so she scheduled time off. And, you know, she 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 came. And when she, you know, she left the first day and she goes, I could see us owning about 15 or 18 houses in about three or four years. 
I said, yeah, I can too. And the next day when she saw the apartment, she was like hesitant, but she's like, that might be better, but I don't know if we can do it. And so we joined fully at that point. Um, David liked to tell people that, you know, we, we told him we're joining, but we're leaving for Iceland in three days and we're going to be gone for two weeks. And, um, when we got back, you know, part of the impetus for me to want to join was I figured if we didn't join and we left and went to Iceland, we'd come back and we wouldn't take any action. And that way, you know, by joining, we were at least committed to doing something when we got back. And it wasn't long after that that we found our first single family house. So when you went to the two days, share with us for the audience out here, what was it, that aha moment, that light bulb moment that said, yeah. This makes sense. This is for us. Well, on the first day, again, you know, we were picturing it from a path of uh, houses. And so I started diagramming out. I'm a nerd. So I started diagramming out all of how and when, you know, a timeline of when we could buy these houses would be. And then we got to the next day and I started, we started going over the multifamily and I realized that, you know, this is a much easier, better way to make a return. And I started, I changed my diagrams. I still have those um, where I diagrammed them out. And I, you know, then it was like this many houses to get this much equity to buy an apartment. And at the time, I wasn't thinking about doing these as deals, as syndications. I was thinking about doing them as independent. And it was just the revelation of how quickly we could grow. And for whatever reason, even in the point of doing the apartments, I had charted it out to where I thought it was going to take about seven years. And for us, it took exactly three years to get to the point to where I could leave my corporate job. Got two points for you. One, don't lose those charts. I've got mine from 30 years ago. You look back at those and go, boy, I didn't have very much confidence. I didn't have, you know, the belief. In fact, when I first wrote the book here, this is the second point, Leo. I wrote the book for Lifestyles, the manual, the first one saying it takes seven years to retire. Even though I did it in two and a half years, I had just sat down like you did mathematically in spreadsheets and uh, actually it was Excel sheets and showed what the growth would allow me to keep buying. And it looked like just about anybody could start from nothing and within seven years be able to retire. Uh, so keep that stuff. That's going to be really fun for you back when you are just rocking and rolling, and you got yourself and the wife retired and making big bucks. Those would be fun. So when you came out of the two-day, you had to then, well, I could just imagine the brain dump on your wife. I, that's got to have been, I'd been, like to have been a fly on that wall. <laughs> but, but Yeah, she had got two to full eight-hour days. <laughs> yep. She had two full eight-hour days, and I, I came and talked to her for about three hours after each, and, you know, it, it was, yeah, she was worn out. But, yeah, she wanted to go after that. So when she went, um, share with us, because um, you, you didn't do any deals until she went, correct? I'm just trying to get my arms around this. Correct. Yeah. Okay. In fact, we didn't do any deals until we got back from Iceland, too. Um, oh, that's right. You know, okay. again, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to get us committed so that we wouldn't lose focus on that. And... You know, in all reality, she went. She probably went to about three of the two-day workshops after that, and I went to nine of them straight. Um, just absolutely wanted to, you know, learn everything I could and every nuance that I could. Um, started reading all of the recommended books 
that, you know, a lot of the members have talked out there, um, obviously from like the Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then to Think and Grow Rich, which I've taken your advice on, and I've now read it multiple times and with multiple highlighters, and there's something new in it every time. Isn't that and, interesting? Um, it is. And, and um, you know, my boss at my old work, I kept a copy of it at, at my job, and he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he started looking through it one day, and he's like, how many times have you read this? Or are you just, did you just use a bunch of highlighters? I said, no, each time I read a different highlighter. <laughs> and so, you know, it was a good journey. So when we, we found our first home... Well, before you, you get to the first home, you before, you, before you get to the first home, I'm going to finish out this segment with just the irony that comes up in your relationship with your employers. The first irony of your boss telling you're going to retire. Normally, the way this works is the employee tells the boss, hey, I'm done. And the boss goes, oh, you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. And they go, yes, I did. I retire. And it leaves the boss just bedazzled. Uh, but in this case, the boss is telling the employee. Now, you think about this, and, and Leo, you got to think about this as being the boss. You're going to your employees and telling them, you know, work sucks, and you work for me, and it sucks so bad, I don't even want to do it. I'm leaving. <laughs> what are you telling your employees when you're telling them you're leaving, right? You're telling them, man, you got to get out of here, too. The second one, and we only got 30 seconds for this one, and I'll, I'll just go ahead and finish it out for us for the break, if you don't mind. The second one we haven't got to yet, which is your boss, which when we come back, I want you to share your boss's experience, because you're telling your boss you're going to retire. You're, you're reading these books, and your boss is looking at you like you're crazy. And here you are, you know, you know, showing him what you're doing, and I... I want everybody to hear his response when we get back. We're going to take a short break here. Our number is 877-711-5211. We've got Leo Loam and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 25 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they've won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 10 of the last 10 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com to access our free live training event schedule. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Leo Loam, and he's out of San Antonio. He's got four apartment complexes and uh, one house left. He had two. He sold one. And, uh, Leo, as we went to break, we were tracking down the, the unique scenario of your wife's boss telling her that she's retiring, which I guess maybe I'm the only one that gets, sees the irony in that, because I, I can't imagine as a boss telling everybody underneath of me, hey, man, I'm quitting. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> what that does to the employee morale, I don't know. But now you saying your boss is looking over your shoulder, seeing you reading Think and Grow Rich. How much did he know and how soon? I mean, when you're showing him Think and Grow Rich, did he know you were thinking about leaving or was this something you kept secret until you did it? And tell us that story and how it came about. 
Well, what's funny about that is um, I had I switched jobs to this job, and in my mind, I knew this was going to be the last job that I had. Um, and I had so I had a lot of different books. I had my IT motive, you know, my IT books there for the technical resources, and I had several books um, like that uh, as far as the Thinking Grow Rich at the at my desk, so I could read them, you know, when I had a little bit of downtime, and. Um, yeah, it was. I had worked for them about six or eight months when I bought my first complex, and you know he kind of was like a little surprised by it, and, and I'm like, oh no, it's a small little complex, it's 22 units, it's not huge. And then I bought my second one, which was a 12, and then I bought my third one, which was a 20, and that gave me 54 units. So I was effectively able to hire a manager, and that's what we did at the outset, and. Um, so he knew in the back of my mind that I had these little ones, and he didn't know what kind of a logarithmic leap I could make. And so, you know, I kept it quiet when I was doing the actual search for the property this year. And uh, we managed to find a deal that was 168 units that was off market, and we landed it. And um, I managed to, you know, I took off to do the feasibility and, and everything, and um you know, was kind of quiet in the background about it. And then when I knew we were going to close, um, this was kind of funny, too, because my wife knew that I was going to have to leave the job. And uh, so we got to that point, and it was it was several weeks out, and I told her, I said, you know, I always have left one job to start another job on Monday, and I don't want to do that this time. I want a little bit of decompression time. And so it was 20 days out from the closing, and I said, you know, well, plus two weeks, and I said, I want to go on ahead and uh, retire from the job. And she's like, are you sure we're going to be able to do this? And I said, we have to close on August 24th, so we lose $400,000. I think we're going to close on the 24th. And so, you know, um, my boss was very panicked that he was going to start losing talent to other companies. And so I made this, uh, I had this day where I needed to talk to him, and I you know, I have to talk to you. And so he made an appointment. He made a meeting. He missed the meeting. I said, I really have to talk to you before the end of the day. So we got into our work lab, and he sat down. And he goes, so what's up? And I pulled out an envelope, and he goes, oh, no. And I said, I'm retiring. And if I could have had a camera, if I should have had my camera out to take a picture of the look on his face. And he was just so stunned. And he goes, how can you be retiring? And I said, well, we're buying this huge apartment complex with partners, and um, we're ready to, you know, and there's no way that I'm going to be able to do both anymore. And he goes, oh, you're just trading one job for another. I said, no, there's no expectation of my time. So I will be there when I'm there, and I will be running projects when I'm there. But if I need to do other things, then I will do other things. I have a staff already hired, competent staff, and, you know, I'm not trading one job for another. I'm going, you know, I'll be there for a time, but it's not going to be a permanent thing. And so he was just, first he was stunned, then he was happy for me. And, uh, you know, so I closed out my two weeks and I walked away from it and I had not missed it at all. You know, that you... That had to have been a gut punch to him, no matter how much he was at the, a little bit later, you know, happy for your success. 
you know, you leave, you're there, you're trying to struggle to keep good people, you're struggling to keep his bosses off of him, and then your employees start dropping on you like that. That's That's got to be painful. Uh, it really does. Well, but there's a... Well, what... What's really interesting, though, is that um, in my time in the field, um, I had two points where my position was outsourced and it was sent away to India. And even though it was a gut punch for him, he got another gut punch a couple of months ago when they informed everybody at this position that they were outsourcing to India and he's losing his entire staff on May 4th. Man. That's really got to just hit all of it. But for you, I, that's got to so be an incredibly good not, deal. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's what I I'm am like. so glad I'm not going to that a third time. You know? You know, that's, that's beautiful that you hit it just like that, too. I mean, that's the way John Ridgway did it. John had been planning to, to retire. We were going to buy some apartment complexes so he could quit. And, uh, like, I think it was... Four weeks before we closed or something like that, his, car, his boss called him and said, we, we're eliminating your job. And they gave him six months worth of pay. And John called me up. He was like laughing. He was happy. He goes, do you realize they're paying me six months to quit? And I was going to quit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, sometimes it works out just right. You know, well, well, well let's get off yeah, that yeah. happy. That's a good story. Let's, let's get off that story and let's go a different direction here. Let's go back to when you came out of the two day, you went on your trip to Iceland, wonderful trip, come back. How did you identify what you wanted to buy first? Well, my wife wanted to take a more conservative approach, and she wanted us to do a house. And it was kind of funny because, um, you know, they have us right in the back of the book on the two-day, I will not do what Dell does or says, or I will not do what David says in our case. And, um, you know, we were, we should have gotten pre-qualified, and she was like, eh, I just want to see what the road trip is about. And so we go out on the road trip, and there were two houses that were perfect. They needed so little, they would have cash flowed so well, and we weren't ready. And I said, you know, we can't do that again. We have to be pre-qualified next time. So the next time we, we had ourselves, we were in the position of being pre-qualified, and we went on the road trip, and there wasn't really anything that we were interested in. So it actually took us the third road trip, and uh, we found our first home, the first home that, you know, we wanted to get. And there were multiple people who wanted to get it, and we don't compete in lifestyles for properties, so they had a straw card, and we got the second place on that. And the first person went in, looked at it, decided it wasn't for him, and it fell to us. We looked at it, we decided it was for us, and so we did it. And that first home, um, we purchased for a little over $60,000. We put about twenty-three out of pocket into it. And um, when we wound up selling it a, couple, a year and a few months later, we sold it for 119 on in one day. And wow, that totally that's a good place. Our mind. That's a good place to take a yeah. break with that kind of a profit. That's a good starting point. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with Leo Loam and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life changing principles in just a few minutes. 
The largest wealth and passive income expo in the country is coming to Texas Saturday, April 14th. Join thousands of top investors and expert wealth educators. Pick from topics like passive income, retirement, asset protection, tax-free income, finding, fixing, and funding houses and apartments. Get your path to retirement in just one day. Go to wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Gain one-on-one access to hundreds of industry experts, realtors, lenders, property and asset managers, apartment owners, national real estate syndication and trade professionals. Come shake hands with your retirement partner. Use promo code EXPO18 and get in for just $10. Meet national radio host, multimillionaire real estate investor, and mentor to the top award-winning investors in the country, Dell Walmsley. Use promo code EXPO18 to get your all-access pass for just $10. Wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Meet featured speaker Brian Tracy, top-selling author of over 70 books, personal success and performance expert, along with Marcus Luttrell, the lone survivor, best-selling author and former United States Navy SEAL who received the Navy Cross and Purple Heart for his actions during Operation Red Wings. Your path to retirement in just one day. Wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Use promo code EXPO18. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me today is Leo Lohm out of San Antonio. Leo owns four apartment complexes in one house. And uh, he had bought one and sold one, and purchase was interesting because he got it on a lottery. He was out on a road trip. Deal came up. People put their name in the hat, and he came up and got the deal. So it's a good deal. Let's talk about the second piece of property bought, Leo. Tell us what it was and what you were looking for, and how did you find it? Well, it was interesting because I was watching all of the email blasts that I subscribe to um, at Lifestyles. If you're, you can subscribe to Blast that the realtors send out. And we weren't even finished with the first one. And a Blast came up for another property that looked very interesting. And so it came up Sunday at about 3. I replied to it immediately. Um, we toured it on Monday. And because we were hard money and the seller was desperate to get out of it, um, and it, you know, hard money effectively lets us buy it as cash, um, we closed on it on Thursday, and it was kind of interesting because that was my wife's birthday. It was February 5th, and so she was kind of like, really, we're going to do a closing on my birthday? I'm like, I'm sorry, and it, it turns out that, you know, in the three years that we've been at Lifestyles, we've done something in real estate on either of our birthday or our anniversary, um, and so this has been interesting. Um the second house that we purchased, we purchased it for a little more than seventy. Um, we did a really nice rehab on it. it it's uh, it's one that we went on ahead, and it felt like the market. Uh, it's out by Randolph Air Force Base, and it felt like the market would support it, having granite counters throughout, tile floors, um, some carpet, and so that's what we did to the house. And you know, they had on the road trip or I'm sorry, on the wholesale blast, they said that we should be able to get about 1050 in rent for it, and we were able to rent it for $1,200 um, just because we did such a nice job. And part of the reason that we still have the house today is we have the same tenants that we placed in it originally. They love the house. It's a minute from their work. They work on base, and um, they've been loyal tenants. Uh they decided after a year that they needed a puppy, and so we told them that we had pet fee for that and pet rent, and they gladly paid that. And we've been able to increase every year as we go. And so um, unless they suddenly decide that they're going to transfer and not be at Randolph, he's civil service, um, then, you know, if they want to rent again, we'll keep it another year. 
But, you know, we did everything that you guys teach us in that, you know, we we do the best product, the best price. We changed everything. It has new appliances, and it has, you know, a new water heater. And, you know, it's kind of been interesting because whenever they've had a problem, which they've had maybe two or three problems in three years, the first thing they do in the call is they apologize. And I'm kind of like, oh, no, no, it's okay. And these have all been trivial things, um, nothing, nothing catastrophic. And I think the last time um, they had, you know, they were having a sewer problem, and um, they had actually called somebody and themselves. And I said, no, no, I've, I've got that, I've got it. And she said, well, the guy told us that, you know, um, these areas have clay pipes, and that's what the problem is, is there's probably a collapsed clay pipe. And I said, there's no clay pipe in this house. Um, we had to do foundation work. You have PVC under there because all of the pipes broke when we did the foundation work. And so everything has been replaced all the way out to the, to the street. So you don't have, you don't have clay. And so, um, you know, it was kind of a surprise to them. And when we got out of professional to actually jet the line, they didn't have any problems after that. So it's been pretty easy uh, with the house. And well, how does work out well for second, you? Okay, yeah, go ahead. You were going to transition there. Okay. So after we completed the second house, um, I told my wife, I said, Miriam, you know, if we keep buying houses, we're not going to be able to get into apartments because at the time we thought we had a certain amount of money. And, um, you know, we, we wanted to make certain that we had enough money to do our first deal. And... Uh, so she still couldn't quite get her head around it. So we had a weekend where my, my youngest daughter, our daughter that lives with us, and she was going to go off to be with friends for the entire weekend. And so I lined up as many properties as I could for us to go take a look at, you know, anything from little six units, you know, nine years, 12 units, um, all the way up to an 88 unit that I've located in Fort LaVaca, Texas. And so we made a day out of it. And as we went... You could just see her, you know, she was thinking about it, and she was looking. I'd worked up the worksheet to know what they would, you know, cost, run, and how they would, you know, what we should be getting for returns. And when we got out to the 88 unit, she was like, I think we could do this. And so she was actually excited because if we bought a coastal property, then we could go to the beach every weekend. But, um, you know, we went back to go try to, tag it and it, it had already been taken off the market so it just but by then she was convinced that we could do this and so we spent some time searching and that actually is an interesting story as well because we got to this one property and we were the contender and um you know we were we were so close to closing on it and somebody came in and made another offer on it and um they got it and what was interesting was this was an assumption, and we were prepared to do the assumption in about, you know, 30 or 45 days. And the other person that got it under contract or that did get it under contract, um, they wound up playing with the, the seller, and they wound up causing him to spend another eight months not closing on the property. So it didn't work out for him. 
Um, and so, you know, at that point in time, my wife was like, you've been working at this so hard, you need to take a break. And so I agreed we'd try to take a little bit of a break. And the next week, uh, we were at lunch together, and our realtor called us up, and she said, I have an interesting proposition for you. And, you know, I've already run it by the mentors, and they think that you're probably somebody that could handle this. And what they had found was a portfolio, or what they had been presented with was a portfolio, and it was these three small complexes. And, uh, you know, we had to move on it. And so, you know, we, we looked at the numbers, the financials made sense, everything made sense. And so we started to go out to do the feasibility. And, um, you know, it was, it was interesting. Um, our first property was on a time constraint for 1031 exchange. I know that I'm going into the weeds and I shouldn't, but um, because it was on a time constraint, we had a lot of leverage with the seller. And, uh, you know, one of the leverage being is that we needed the 54 units to have a manager. And so the leverage that we used with them on that was, well, we're not taking any of them if we can't get this one. And so that one was on a time constraint, and we literally put it under contract December 7th, and we closed on it January 5th. We did a full feasibility on it, and that has been a great property. And so then the so you took two, just, one closed. You just took one out of the portfolio, or do you take all of them out of the portfolio? We took all out of the portfolio, and we had to do three separate LLCs, and we had to... Um, we had to notify everybody that we were working on more than one at once, so that we made that very clear and that they were independent of each other, and they could either, you know, all go well or all fail or all, you know. And so it was it was the risk that everybody was aware of, but we managed to do this, and we closed on the second property on February 19th and the third property on my birthday, February 24th, and... Um, so it was very, very quick. Um, the first property had to be acquired on, on what's called a bridge loan, which is essentially hard money for uh, commercial property. And um, so we had to immediately start refinancing it the day that we closed on it. We had to start working on the refinance of it. So in three months, we did four commercial loans. And that is a lot of moving parts, but we, we succeeded in doing it. And look what it's done for you now. Now you're able to retire. That's a yeah. wonderful story. It's really great. Uh, we're coming up here on a break. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we've got the Expo coming up here, guys. Uh, it's going to be uh, April 14th. Our bus tours on April 13th. If you want to go to and get tickets uh, and you want free tickets to the you can go to wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com and put in my code DELLEXPO, and you can get those $20 tickets for free for you and your family. Quite a savings. If you want to get on the bus tour, there's only a few seats left. you got to go to multifamilymasterstour.com, and uh, you can sign up for that if you want to do that. We're going to take a short break, and uh, we'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life changing principles in just a few minutes. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? A couple of months? A year? 
How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Leo Loam, who has retired out of the San Antonio area. And uh, Leo started with a couple of houses, moved to four apartment complexes, and has uh, become a full-time real estate investor. And Leo, let's talk about now how your boss was wrong, that you were leaving one job to go to another. Let's talk about the lifestyle. What has changed in your life now that you uh, are no longer getting up and punching a clock every day? Well, for one thing, I'm in control of my life. Um, I take off when I need to. Um, You know, at the moment, we just took over our latest acquisition in August, and it had you know, it was a good fixer-upper, and so we've had a lot of projects that we've needed to launch and start. But, you know, my staff is fully aware that there's no expectation of my time. Um, they can competently run the office. They can competently run the maintenance, and we're running uh, the same staff on all four properties. And, um, you know, we're getting things done. Um it's, it's allowed me a lot of freedom. I've been able to give back as well because, you know, when I had the full-time job, I couldn't really go help other people do feasibility. And now since I've left corporate America, you know, basically will turn into somebody who asks and can become on this feasibility for me. And so I go out and I help them. Um, I mainly do a lot of photography for them so I can get, you know, a lot of what they are seeing documented so that they understand what they're analyzing. Um, it's also been interesting in that, you know, a lot of us use the same software, and I didn't ever have a lot of time to talk to the software company about feature enhancements, and I'm submitting them left and right now. Um, you know, but truly, it's it's interesting because, you know, you start pushing away things as you go, and so I've always done all of the accounting on the properties, and I finally decided I wanted to have somebody else do the part of the mundane part of doing the invoicing. And so I've got somebody that I've picked up uh, that they just do it on a contract basis for a small fee a month. And, um, you know, all that happens is that the invoices come in, they get scanned to a folder, he picks them up out of the folder and puts them in. And then, you know, I go review them and write checks. So, you know, it has changed quite a bit. you know, the flexibility of being able to do to do things, um, it helps. And we had an unfortunate thing happen in our family um, in January in that my wife's father had a heart attack, and they don't live in San Antonio. They live in New York. So on a moment's notice, we were able to fly up there, and we were gone for three weeks because it took, you know, he just never came out of it, but he... Uh, it took three weeks, and so, you know, it was be, it was great to be able to be up there and to support her mom and to support the other family um, and not have to really worry about it. You know, I'd get calls, they would, you know, but we'd handle it. 
And so really, it, it kept running itself while we were gone. And that was that's the goal, just to have it run itself. So now that you have this free time, let's talk about a couple of things. I have a few more things to squeeze in here in this last segment. One of them is, what's the future look like for you guys? What's your what's your long term plan? Have you thought that one out yet, Liam? Yes, we have. Um, so we're going to get this property stabilized. Um, you know, this again was a real it's a fixer upper, and we had to take the occupancy down quite a bit to uh, get some of the chain. You know, they were doing resident referrals and not screening, so. We had a lot of those that we had to get out, but we're on a real good upward trend with the property. Um, and as soon as we get it stabilized, we'll start looking for another one. In addition to which, we've already made the decision, too, that um, once we get to the distribution point with this one, that we'll probably start investing in other people's deals as well. And so we'd at like, least like to get one additional large complex and then, you know, decide what we're going to do with the disposition of the little one. And uh, my wife, she keeps saying that even if we get another complex, she's not going to retire. But, you know, it's there for her, and she knows it because she's had some irritation with her job lately. And I have a feeling that her irritation with her job will go up exponentially once we get us to a position to where she doesn't need to work. And I have a feeling she'll leave her job at that point as well. And um, last question, friends, family, relatives, what do they think about this? What does the people uh, around, what do the people around you think about what you've done? Well, our friends are amazed. Um, you know, I have one friend that was so, he just didn't want to hear any of this when we started he's just so afraid of it and uh, he is a professional photographer and i needed some high definition pictures so i asked him to come out and take those for me and when he was there he was like how i can't believe he did this and i'm like it's possible and i've been telling you it's possible um you know i'd like to see you get involved and so he may begrudgingly you know trying to think about it I keep thinking that I need to reach out to my former coworkers that are all about to lose their jobs and see if any of them would like to take that step as well. Um, it, it's that been might a, be a good idea. A fun journey. Yeah. What, what about the I family? I definitely think I will. Uh, family, you know, that's a different story. Um, a lot of them don't understand that, and a lot of them, you know, I've got some family that they think it's great, and I've got some family that they're like, you know, they, they automatically think that you have all this cash that's liquid, and that's not the case. You know, you, you, you don't really keep out a lot of stuff liquid when you're trying to do this. And for us, we're reinvesting anything that we have. So, you know, it, we're not going to have liquidity for a while. We're going to keep investing it. And so we're Well, I want to thank going. you for coming on. I want to thank you for coming on, sharing your story. We could come to the end of the hour. For the rest of you out there, realize this. Leo, his wife, Miriam, myself, and all Lifestyles members, we're not doing this for a little more money. We're doing it for a lifestyle. Have a wonderful life.
for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. Information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.